Hi, I'm Olaomi Brigway, and I began to experience all-round supernatural success in my life when I finally accepted that no matter how hard a person works, they will never rise above their level of thinking. Are you looking for transformation from the inside out? Then join me on the Super Abundant Life podcast. There's nothing more disheartening than pursuing a much desired life goal and in spite of your best efforts, you watch month after month, year after year go by and that desire stays firmly out of your reach. Today, I'm going to be teaching how to overcome delay and accelerate your journey to success. This is episode 91 of the Super Abundant Life podcast. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Olaomi and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm truly, truly happy (laughs) that you're here. I am. I am. If you're a new listener, thank you for joining. Uh, I welcome you. I hope you enjoy the episode and well, we're on episode 91 now. So there's 90 more episodes that you can go back and listen to. If you're a regular listener, again, thank you for being a part of the podcast. I consider it a huge privilege for me to be able to record this podcast. So welcome and thank you. So today (laughs) I'm going to be talking about overcoming delay overcoming delay and accelerating your journey to success. In fact, (laughs) when I was prepping for this episode, uh, my husband was sitting beside me um, and I just asked him, I said, have you ever experienced delays in your life? And he just looked at me as in, what? (laughs) And he laughed like, well, yes, now, what kind of question is that? Everybody experiences delays now. And for me, that sort of gave me and insight into the first thing I knew that I had to stress when I record this episode, which is honestly, there's no shame attached to anything um, that is delayed in your life. That, that's probably the first thing. I, I'm not, I haven't even gotten into any of the content yet, but I just want to encourage someone because I know that it is easy for us to look at an area of our lives and think, oh, this is delayed, I should be here by now. Either that is based on your own judgment or other people's judgment, it doesn't really matter. But you feel, you look at that area and somehow you're starting to feel ashamed, like other people have gone ahead. I just want to say that every single person, every single person experiences delays at some point in their life regarding something because we're all growing. Because we're all growing. Nobody has it together. Nobody has a right to pick up a stone and cast it at someone and say, look at you. You know, you are still not married. Look at you. You are still on that level after 10 years of in your career. Look at you. You still haven't built a house. Look at you. All those kind of things. Nobody has a right to pick up a stone and to be casting it and saying, see the delay in your life. Why? Because they too, they have their own thing. They have their own area somewhere where they're not yet all they can be in that season. So that's just a quick encouragement to not allow yourself to feel ashamed of a delay that you're experiencing. It's just a matter of opening up yourself to the tools 
that will help you overcome that delay in order to enter into your inheritance. And I want to believe that is why you're listening to this particular episode today. So how did I come about what I'm going to be teaching today? It actually started with my own professional career. So not like that's the first time I experienced delay, but I've basically gone back to that season in my mind and have meditated on and thought, okay, so how did I go from where I was severely delayed to where I then had the promise? And as a result of that, I was able to map out, oh, I see this is what happened. This is what I did, blah, blah, blah. And as a result of that, I got my promise and then applied it to other areas where I was experiencing delay and even still applying it now to an area or two where I'm experiencing delay. So, um, (laughs) when I started, in my career as a teacher, I was a teacher for about 14 years altogether before I um, left to run my business full-time. When I started my career as a teacher, I enjoyed some really, really quick successes, (laughs) as in breakthroughs. From the way I got my first job as a teacher, I mean, I was still in grad school. I hadn't even finished, I hadn't completed my grad school. I was a foreign student or international student, as they call it here in the UK, in a cohort of probably, I think there were probably about 80 of us. I don't remember exactly, to be honest. There might have been 100. I don't know. In my year, in, the, in that cohort, all of us going through that training, the postgraduate training to become a teacher, to teach in secondary schools in the UK. And it was a mixture of international students and home students, as they call them. So people that were born and raised in the UK. There were more home students than there were international students. But... Out of the entire cohort, I was the first person to get a job. That's one of the things that I mean about quick successes. I literally was maybe about three months into the course and I had gotten a job. Nobody else had gotten a job. Even the people that had UK universities on their CV. Me, I had University of Lagos. (laughs) So that's one. Another one was, so I started teaching and my third year in teaching, I got promoted into middle management, into into middle leadership, which is not typical. Usually you go a few years, maybe up to five years before you get into middle leadership. Some people, it takes them 10 years. For me, literally by the end of my second year of teaching, beginning of third year, I had gotten into middle leadership. So all of these sort of quick, very quick, successive breakthroughs like, ah, see, see, this is a bright, uh, uh, come on, come on, see how I'm just progressing, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> you knew there was a but coming, right? <laughs> but after this whirlwind of amazing results, <laughs> I hit a long season where it seemed like my progress just basically ground to a halt. So after becoming a middle, a middle leader, the next step on the career ladder for me was logically senior leadership, right? You go from middle leadership to senior leadership, like some like deputy principal, for example. And in my own mind, in my own mind, I had assumed that with the way things were just boom, 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 like that, that it would happen. Maybe I gave myself two to three years. So after two years of um, middle leadership experience, and working hard and producing results by God's word. Then by, again, the beginning of my third year, I should 
be progressing into senior leadership. I mean, it's logic. What's wrong with that? <laughs> so I started applying the beginning of my third year as a, as a middle leader. The first year passed, nothing. The second year, nothing. I was like, ah, wait, what's going on here? But I wasn't really like bothered. I was like, ah, surely this year it will happen. The end of my third year of applying, ah, no show. And the thing was, I was actually getting shortlisted for practically every role that I applied for. But at the end of the day, it was always, we are sorry. We are sorry, dot, 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 whatever came after that. We're sorry, X. We're sorry, Y. We're sorry, A. They had their different reasons, but it was always sorry. You didn't get the job, okay? The fourth year came and went. Still no senior leader job. So this was now probably my sixth year of teaching. At the end of my sixth year of teaching, four years of being a middle leader, I mean, I'm like, something is going on here. I don't understand this right? I don't understand this. It was at the beginning of that fifth year that I discovered what I'm going to be teaching today. And once I started applying the principles in less than six months, I got my senior leadership job. So yay. (laughs) What I thought would take a year took me five years. If I had known what I know now, At the beginning of that journey originally, it would not have taken that long. That's what I mean by a delay. It shouldn't have taken me five years. The goal I had set for myself to do it in two years was not unreasonable. People were doing it, right? I had seen it done. I wasn't just plucking things out of the air. So I wasn't being unrealistic. It could have been done. But I simply did not have certain insights that when I got those insights, it happened very quickly. And the back of delay was broken regarding that situation. And that's what I mean by delay. So before I even start sharing all these things first, let me qualify what I mean by delay, because I always like to set things straight so that we're all on the same page. So when I'm talking about delay, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now I'm not talking about quote and unquote delay that is due to in action or laziness where the person hasn't put in the work required, but they just want it to magically happen. Like bam, just sit down, never do anything. And bam, somebody walks into your house and gives you a million pounds. <laughs> okay. How, how What's your reference point inside the Bible? You just never do anything. All the promptings, all the ideas that the Holy spirit gives you, you never follow through. You never do anything. Just basically just sitting back and waiting for it to happen. That's not the kind of delay me I'm talking about. Okay. That's quote unquote, not delayed. It's just you not getting up to do what you're required to do. Neither am I talking about a legitimate waiting time where God is doing a work in you and he is getting you ready for the new season. And you say, oh, it's delayed, it's delayed. Simply out of impatience. The only reason why I think, oh, it's delayed is because of impatience. Let me give you an example. Jesus legitimately had to spend the first 30 years of his life getting ready. He tried at 12 to go and start ministry. God said, my friend, we go back. <laughs> You go back with your parents to go and grow up some more. There's a process. So you can't call that kind of a season that is delayed. It's not delayed. 
you are moving forward. You are progressing. God is doing a work. You are growing. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and in favor with God and with man. So that season, I may look like it hasn't happened yet. There's something happening. Do you understand? But what I'm talking about is this. When I say delay, this is what I mean. I mean, you have a life goal. Like you want to grow your career. You want to get married, etc. Where you are doing or have done everything you know to do where you feel you sense within yourself that this is a season for manifestation. I mean, in all seriousness, you look around you and you're like, I, I can't see why this thing has not happened. Do you understand? So a woman that has come of age, why am I not getting married? You've been in that career, in that particular level for a few years. And usually by that point, you should have been promoted. If you are actively being committed and doing everything you're required to do, generating the results, etc., And the promotion is still not happening. That's what I mean. All right. You are doing what you're supposed to do. You are being active. You're not being just particularly impatient right? You've been waiting. You're like, ah, where's this thing? It's just not happening. That's what I mean by delay. That's what I'm talking about. So this podcast is going to be in two parts. The first part is diagnostic, like look around you. Have you done certain things or have you been trapped by one of these things that I'm going to share that has put you in a delayed situation because you can look at it and say, ah, okay, that's why. And then you literally go and make the right adjustments and you begin to progress again. And the second part is once you have made that check, you know, that reflection, you're like, as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really think it's any of these things. Then you are good to go. In the second part of the podcast, I'm going to be walking you through certain principles that will help you break the back of delay. All right. So the first part, like I said, is some of the causes of delay. The first one is impatience. Impatience causes delays. What I mean by that is as far as God is concerned, it's not a delay. Okay. You are moving forward. He's doing everything, you know, to help you move forward. And he's very pleased with you, with the progress that you're making. But sometimes when we get impatient, usually because we compare ourselves to other people, not realizing or at least forgetting that we all have our own path. We all have our own journey, right? We all have our own journey. So when we begin to compare that, ah, ah, see, this person is already here. Me, I'm here. Meanwhile, God is very pleased with where you are. If I get impatient, what happens is I resort to knee-jerk actions to try and create what God is saying, listen, you are not ready yet, right? It, it basically slows down the process. Look at Moses. Moses, he saw them fighting and he said, I'm going to go and do something about it now. No, that was impatience. God was still working on him. God had planted him in Egypt. God knew what he was doing. But it was like, no, 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 something needs to be done now, 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 now. And he went, killed someone, which was not definitely not the way God wanted to handle that situation. And he ended up delaying the whole process by 40 years. They spent 430 years when they should have spent 400 years. That's what I mean. If we're impatient and don't just go with the flow. And how do you know this? How do you know this? What is the source of those thoughts that are saying, oh, it should be faster, it should be faster. But, you know, sit down and reflect and say, where is this coming from? Is it because you just got off the phone with someone that told you that, oh, they got promoted at work 
Meanwhile, before that, you had just come out of praise and worship. You had just come out of your quiet time and God was assuring and saying, he's showing you that you're making tremendous progress and you had that assurance in your heart that you're progressing at the rate that God wants you to progress, that everything is beautiful. But then you suddenly hear about somebody that has their own, nah, 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 nah. And you're like, ah, why is my own not happening? You have to check. Because if you allow that seed to settle in your heart, you will begin to take decisions and make choices and take actions that God didn't send you. And that causes delay. The second thing that causes delay is underestimating the costs of what it will take. The cost of the journey. That also leads to delay. Jesus said, before you start anything, first of all, sit down and count the cost. Otherwise you will abandon the project or it will be delayed because you get there, you start the project or you start the journey and you realize that, ah, this is man, this is too much work. I didn't think it would be like this. I didn't think it would take this long. I didn't think. So if you underestimate what it will require of you in order to achieve that thing in your mind, you have built a castle in the air and when it doesn't happen, when you think it will happen, you're yeah, now like, ah, I don't understand. Listen, that can cause delay, particularly because the person is likely to become offended. They'll become offended that ah, I thought it would have happened by now. It hasn't happened. They can become offended with people. They can become offended with God. They can become offended with the system and say, oh, it's because I'm this. That's when you hear, start hearing people talk like that. Oh, it's because I'm this or because I'm that. Oh, those people just don't like me. Listen, whether they like you or not, that cannot stop God from promoting you. So it can't be them. <laughs> and it can't be the color of your skin. Because whether you are red, pink, purple, blue, God will still do what he wants to do in your life. So when you find yourself sort of talking like that, it's offense. And the thing about offense is offense blinds eyes, all right? Blinds people's eyes. You simply will stop seeing the truth that is supposed to guide you to the answer if you allow yourself to be offended regarding that thing. So you have to check that if I have underestimated what it will cost me to achieve this thing, it is very likely that I will abandon the project. And when you abandon something, it inevitably causes delay. The third one is distractions. Chasing too many things causes delays. I don't need to say too much about that. Number four, taking a casual interest towards the things that you genuinely truly want. A let's see how he goes attitude. This causes delays. I mean, God has demonstrated to us throughout the Bible that when he wants something, he sets the ball rolling to make it happen. When the earth was formless and shapeless, the Holy Spirit went and hovered and then God spoke and began to build and form, etc., etc. When he wanted to redeem humanity, he started speaking from generations, saying, I'm going to send a virgin is going to have a child, blah, 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 blah. And then came and did the job. So this whole idea of, you know you genuinely want something, but you very casual interest, right? You don't sort of put your effort into it. You're not really ac actively pursuing it. That will inevitably cause a delay. So before you even go and start saying, oh, I, I've done everything, reflect and be brutally honest with yourself and check those four areas because those will certainly cause delay. So check those things first. 
if any of them hits you, <laughs> don't be offended, okay? Just literally say, hmm, okay, I think I've taken this thing very casually. I've been saying I want, I want this thing, I want this thing, but I haven't really taken it seriously. Just literally make the right adjustments and you will see that you will begin to move forward in that area again. So how do we overcome delay? If you find yourself in a situation where you, you don't know why you've looked at everything that I've talked about and you still cannot put your finger on it. This thing should be happening. I simply don't understand. Right? So there are four things that I'm going to be sharing with you that will help you accelerate your success in that particular area. Okay. Four principles. The first one is this in overcoming delay. Number one, renew your hope in God. See, the truth is, to be honest, when things take a long time, I've been there and like I said, I'm still dealing with a situation currently where, you know, it feels like it is delayed. When you find yourself in that kind of situation where something is taking a long time, you can get into a mental state where deep, 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 to be honest, you don't really believe that thing will happen again. Honestly, I mean, you might still be doing stuff on the outside that suggests that you still want it, but somehow if, if you check your heart, your heart has departed because it has been so prolonged. Like, you're just like, well, this thing, <laughs> it's just what I mean. The heart has departed. It's no longer in it. I can still be going to that job. Maybe showing up for meetings about those that want to accelerate their career, whatever it is, but in the heart, the heart has departed. And the very first step, the first principle is that you have to renew your hope in God. This step is important because the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, meaning it is what you genuinely believe will happen will happen so it is what you generally believe about that situation that you will eventually experience so if you have come to the place where you just don't think it will ever happen for you don't let that thing stay do you understand you have to begin to renew your hope put your trust in god again that he's the god of the impossible isaiah 51 verses 1 and 2 says Listen to me, all who hope for deliverance. So this is God's advice to us. He says, listen to me, if you are hoping for deliverance, if you are looking for something to happen in your life, he says, all who seek the Lord, consider the rock from which you were caught, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him, but when I blessed him, he became a great nation. You know what God was saying? He was saying, remind yourself of how faithful I am. Say you, you are in a situation that looks hopeless. You're in a situation where he just don't see how it's going to happen. You fought and fought and you've done everything you know to do. And it's still like that after how many years? God says, no, if you are looking for deliverance, look to Abraham. He was telling the children of Israel. He said, look to Abraham. He was only one person when I called him. But out of that one person, when it was completely impossible, I brought out of him a great nation, a great nation nation so what's the first thing you need to do 
begin to till your heart again, where the heart has become hard, full of rocks, rocks of unbelief and doubt, like it can never happen. You may not be saying these things. In fact, someone that looks at you may think, oh, this person is still pushing, but your heart is not in it anymore. So you have to till your heart again. And practically, how do you do that? The same thing God told the Israelites to do. You have to look back at the significant victories in your past and also in other people's lives. Use other people's testimonies, not as a model for what you should do. All right. Testimonies are basically just to tell you that it's possible for you to. Okay. So begin to meditate, go back and see how God has, you know, done things, giving you victories that looked impossible at one point. Just recreate that atmosphere of hope and faith in your heart again and maintain it regarding that situation. Settle it in your, in your mind to yourself between you and God settle it and say, listen, no matter how long this thing takes, I just know that it will happen. I won't give up. Do you understand? Settle it in your mind that no matter how impossible it looks, God knows how to make it all work out and to make your dream come true. That kind of attitude is fertile ground for miracles. So you want to keep your heart fertile, not full of rocks, not full of thorns. Okay. Keep it full of thanksgiving. So that's the first principle. Don't allow yourself to settle in that place of hopelessness where you're just like, well, Let's just leave it. It's tempting. We've all gone through it, but you have to actively go back and begin to reaffirm to yourself again. that no, God is a faithful God. And I trust him that he will make this thing happen regardless of how it looks. The second principle is to put the creative force of God's word to work. If you miss this one, <laughs> The journey can be prolonged. You have to employ the creative power that is in the word of God. If you've put the rod of God's word down, you need to pick it up again. So if you've stopped praying about that situation, start again. If you've left the word of God and prayer out of the journey, it means you are relying solely on what you can accomplish in your own natural self. That's what it means. You haven't been declaring the word of God over that situation. For example, you haven't been praying about it. If you've left that, and like I said, if you've done it for a while, the tendency is if it hasn't happened to be like, oh, it's not working or you just fall out of the habit to stop doing it for a long time, etc. So it happens. What I'm saying is go back and pick up that rod of God's word again. If you don't, if you're not infusing or injecting supernatural life into that thing, you're literally leaving it up to what you can do by yourself. And when we have the power of God that created the heavens and the earth at our disposal, why would I want to do it myself? So I always, when I find myself that you say you are pushing for all these big, big, big things, allow me, <laughs> and you're just not praying, you're not declaring the word over that situation. You're just opening chest and going like that. Continue. As in, I tell myself, I say, well, well don't know, be going. Okay. Let's see how far you will go without God, you know, behind you in this situation, without actively bringing God's power to work for you in that situation. The truth is you won't go very far. 
the obstacles come as and just like like a wind like bash left right and center do you understand that and the thing is you can be the most qualified you can be the most intelligent the most experienced the most suitable for something i still not get it so it's, it has nothing to do with what you have within yourself. There are things that God will ask you to do. So God is not just going to come in and just wave his hands and boom, give it to you like that. No, he co-creates with us. So there will be something that you need to do, but you cannot put 100% of the responsibility upon yourself in the sense that you are not praying, you're not speaking over it, etc., etc. That means you're, you're saying, I'm going to get this thing done by myself. You need supernatural power working for you so if you haven't listened for example to episode 90 go and listen to that that's why i taught how you can create miraculous events in your life through the power of god's word it says in exodus 17 that moses commanded joshua choose some men to go out and fight the army of amalek for us tomorrow i will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of god in my hand and the Bible says that as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. Now, the thing is this. See, Moses' rod actually represented the power of God. It was a rod that he stretched out over the Red Sea that parted it. It was what he struck the rock with and water came out and so on. For us in the New Testament, the rod is the word of God in your mouth. This is how we employ the creative power of God. To work for us so every time you lift up the rod what we just read there is supernatural power is being released to defeat the obstacles that are against you and every time you put it down basically you return to battling it out in your own natural strength when moses held up the rod supernatural power i'm pretty sure angels came and they were helping them defeat the amalekites but when his hands moses hands were tied and he dropped the rod which is the power of god they basically were reduced to mere human beings and remember these were not people that had trained all their lives as soldiers they were slaves so they probably just like learned a few days ago how to shoot a bow and an arrow and whatever it is so Compare that with they were coming against people that were seasoned in the art of war. How, how do you match up against somebody like that? You don't. Do you understand what I mean? But when the rod was lifted, supernatural strength, power, strategy came and backed them up and they easily defeated the Amalekites. So you have to hold up the rod, which is God's word in your mouth until that situation is completely resolved and you have your victory. If you keep putting it down, that's what causes delays. Every time you put it down, you're basically battling in your own natural strength. And let's, the truth is, let's just say, you know, Satan is more experienced than you. Okay. His max has been here for a long time. So if you want to go at it, Against Satan, 
by yourself? No, we go in Christ because Christ is the master. He's the one that will just flip Satan aside and say, my friend, get out of here. You want to go and fight the, against the wiles of Satan in your own intelligence. Ah, it's dangerous. <laughs> so we don't do that. So you have to check and sit down and say, have I put down the rod? The rod of God, which is his word in my mouth. Because if I do that, I have stopped generating spiritual energy towards that thing. And for me, this was one of the things I realized that I had allowed to fade away as I tried to try to get into senior leadership. But when I picked up that rod again, when I started declaring over it again, things began to happen at an accelerated rate. The third one, the third principle is this also very powerful. Stay grateful for and enjoy what is working in your life. So remain grateful for the other areas of your life that are booming. Even if it's just one area that's booming and try and enjoy it, be grateful, express gratitude to God for it. Because in this season where you are experiencing delay. It is very easy to get so focused on that one thing that in, in your life, that your life basically becomes myopic. You can't see beyond the tip of your nose again. The only thing you see is that thing that has not worked out. Just because the finances are not improving the way you want them to, you suddenly forget that you have a wonderful, healthy, beautiful family. Just because you still haven't received that promotion, you forget that you are one of the most senior people in that office. Just because you're not married yet, you forget the mind-blowing advancements that you've made in your career. These are all examples. And I tell people this all the time. If I find that they're feeling dissatisfied and even irritated with their life, I say, do you know that you're someone's vision board? <laughs> do you know? So I'm asking you the same question. Do you know that you are somebody's vision board? I mean, yes, there are things that you are reaching for that haven't yet happened. But do you know that there are people out there who trade their life for yours in an instant? The life that they're living now. If they come and tell them, listen, do you want to have that person's life? They will even think about it. Say, yes, yes, let's go. Just and just start running towards the direction. They will trade their life for yours in an instant. They're looking at your own life and they're longing for what you have. So you have to intentionally thank and praise God for the blessings in your life. And why? Why is that important? It's simple. Gratitude produces more gratitude. If you keep sowing the seeds of gratitude, you will keep producing a harvest of gratitude. If you are grateful for an area that's working in your life, regardless of what's not working, you will soon have many other areas to be grateful for. That's how the kingdom of God operates. The children of Israel could have expressed gratitude for the clouds that shaded them from the heat by day. It was a desert. It was extremely hot. But God put a cloud over them. They could have been grateful for the pillar of fire that followed them at night, kept them warm, and kept them safe from wild animals. They could have. They could have expressed gratitude to God for the many miracles, many miracles in Egypt, for the miracle, for example, when water came from the rock, when food fell free of charge from heaven. They could have been grateful for all that, but no, 
they were so focused on what hadn't happened yet and what they didn't have, which were onions and cucumber, <laughs> that they complained and complained and complained and complained about that one thing. Eventually, that behavior stopped them altogether from getting that same promise that they wanted so much. So you have to stay grateful. You have to stay grateful. Your quality of life will be so much better because you won't be so myopic like, oh, this is not happening. This is not happening. You look at other areas of your life that are blossoming, that you're happy about, and you can enjoy those. It just makes your life richer. You enjoy your life more. And because you do, and you're sowing that seed of gratitude towards God, you will actually end up accelerating yourself into that one that has not yet happened. And that brings me to my final principle. And it is this. Continually ask God to open your eyes. <laughs> this is just all four of them are super important. You have to be doing all four. So you can't say I'm, I'm declaring the word I'm praying. And then when you leave the place of prayer, after declaring for an hour, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is you start complaining about that situation. Okay. So they all work together in synergy. You have to be doing all four. If you do all four over a period of time, you find that doors are opening and you will accelerate yourself into that thing. So the fourth one is continually ask God to open your eyes. You need open eyes. There's something you don't know. <laughs> about that situation, there's a truth that is still eluding you concerning that situation. You don't, you might think, I know it all, I've done everything, blah, blah, blah. No, if you have done everything, then you should have it. If you've satisfied all the conditions, then you should already have it. And the thing about this is, you may think, oh, I've done everything, but notice, notice when we say I've done everything, we always follow it with, I've done everything I know to do. And that might be true. So you have done everything that you know to do, and that's true. But what about the things that you don't know to do, the things that are hiding, lurking somewhere, that are sabotaging your progress in that particular area? God is the revealer of truth. He's the one that knows how to show us these things. Ask God for open eyes. Ask God for open eyes. Pray Ephesians 1, 17 to 21. Regarding that situation, ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation on a daily basis regarding that situation. Say, God, what am I missing? Open my eyes. Show me exactly what I need to know. Bring people into my life that will show me what I'm missing. In the Bible, it talks about Hagar, which was Abraham's, is it mistress, huh? Anyway, <laughs> the mother of Ishmael. When Sarah said, no, you're not saying my house, and kick both of them out. Or at least she complained to Abraham and Abraham said, okay, bye-bye. So they were, Hagar and Ishmael had been roaming around in the wilderness for days, days, searching for water. In fact, they were about to die. There are the points where literally the child was dying because there was no water. But then in an instant, in an instant, the click of fingers like that, God opened her eyes to a well of water and they were saved and not just saved, they went on into their inheritance. Ishmael grew into a great nation. That's exactly what I mean. God needs to show you something. If you pray and you trust and you say, Father, open my eyes and you open up yourself to him. Basically what you're doing is you're humbling yourself. You're not saying, you're not being an, I know it all. Like I know it, I know what I'm supposed to do. So you have to even ask yourself, this thing that I say is delayed. Have I ever even gone to ask God 
what his own opinion is as in how I should get there. Or all these years that I say I've been pursuing this thing, have I once sat down to get a blueprint from God that I should follow in order to get it? Because if you, are, if you haven't, again, you are, you are severely limiting it to what you know. And what you know compared to what God knows, well, you know the answer to that. So open eyes. And that is exactly how I ended up getting that senior job that had eluded me for so long. Once I started praying and declaring the word of God over it again, I, you know, I satisfied all the conditions. So I kept a grateful. I'm like, okay, fine. It's not the end of the world. I know it's going to happen. I know God is faithful. And I just started enjoying other parts of my area. And I even, you know, was grateful for that. I even had the job and I was doing well in the job, regardless of the fact that the promotion had not come, etc. So I satisfied all those conditions and I was praying, Father, open my eyes, open my eyes, show me what I need to know, bring people that will reveal to me what I'm lacking concerning this particular thing. After I'd, you know, started declaring the word over the situation again, I just felt led to go and speak to the principal about it and ask his advice. It wasn't even like God showed me and said, go and speak to the principal. I just felt like the thought just popped into my mind that let me go and speak to him because he had somehow become like a, not a, not a mentor. I don't want to use that word. He didn't officially like start mentoring me, but I was observing him from a distance. I just, he was someone that was given to excellence. He was given to ex. He was quite young at that time. I was in my twenties or early thirties, maybe by then, maybe late twenties, and he must have been early forties. Yeah, early maybe like forty-one or something like that. And he had already been ahead for about five years, and I really admired him. He was someone whose opinion I respected, and he was someone that gave me so many opportunities. So I, I would watch him. And I would listen closely to what he was saying and I would apply it in my own life, etc. So the thought just popped into my head that let me go and speak to him about this, my applying, 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 applying. That's not happening. Prior to that time, it had never occurred to me, even though I had been observing this person and I saw, quote unquote, like an informal mentor. It never occurred to me. That's why I'm saying some things that you don't know that you should do it, you're not doing anything wrong. You just need new information. You need to be exposed to new information. That's all it is. It's not like, you know, you're not doing your best. It's not like you're lacking anything. You just need new information. There's a term in business that says you don't know what you don't know. So you can say, oh, I want to improve my business. I want to grow my client base. These are the steps I need to take. I need to write down all the steps. And you start taking all the steps, but there's something called, you don't know what you don't know. There are some things that you don't yet know that you need to put on that list that needs to come to you. Does that make sense? So I had never thought of it, but the thought just came, boom. I said, okay, I'm going to go and do that. I booked an appointment with him. I went to speak to him. And do you know, in a 10 minute conversation, in just talking casually with this man, he showed me exactly what the missing link was and even offered to help me bridge that link. He showed me that to get a role at that level that I had to have organization-wide leadership experience, that it wasn't just about me performing well in my own area or maybe in little pockets of areas of, of the school or whatever it is, that all that is good, but you just need that extra to show that you are able to deal with issues or problems at an organization wide level. 
So he said that he would help me. And then he created, listen to this. He created a brand new role for me that would give me the experience that I needed. He went out of his way to help me. And the thing is, even though it was a voluntary role, I wasn't going to be paid. I jumped at it because I just knew it was the answer. So I stopped applying and I did that role for a few months, a couple of months. And the next application I made for a senior job, I got it. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Yes. Five years old. And this person had been in my life for all those five years. It just never occurred to me. To go and just, do you understand what I mean? And it may not even have been him. I may have picked up a book and read a book and, and read that. This is how these things actually work. Five years of going up and down. In one single conversation, my eyes were open in 10 minutes to what the real problem was. Once I made the adjustment, the door opened by itself. Literally. Literally. I don't play with that praying for open eyes or... I, in fact, I, as a business owner, you must have open eyes. You must continually be exposed to fresh insights because the business can go stale very quickly, very quickly. So I don't play with it. Father, open my eyes. I'm like a child, Lord. Like Solomon said, oh, I'm a, I'm a child. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. I don't know how to tie my own shoes, Lord, compared to you. Please show me. Open my eyes. Come and guide me by your infinite wisdom. <laughs> Honestly. I've prayed that prayer and literally walked into a bookshop. I remember my train was delayed. It was pre-COVID. And I walked into a bookshop just while away time as I waited for my train. I just went to the business section or personal development section, which is what I usually do. Saw a book that caught my eye, picked it up, opened the first couple of pages. And in that first couple of pages, the idea that I needed to actually move forward in my business at that time. I just saw it. I'm like, wow. Just what I, you don't know what you don't know. So get off the hamster. We just stop, stop trying for a little bit. Step back and say, God, there's something I don't know. Right. There's something I don't yet know about this thing. Open my eyes and God will suddenly open your eyes. He will continually pray and ask God to send you interpreters of your dream and to send you the insights that he's been trying to get across to you. He will send the interpreters of your dream. So the thing that you're supposed to do, God will send it to you in some way. For me, it was literally going to speak to someone that had been in my life for the entire five years, but it never occurred to me to go and have that conversation. Okay. I hope that's blessed you. That's what I've come to share with you today. And I will be back next week. <laughs> Bye.